This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you are going to get some game from an entrepreneur who has gone from personal trainer to owning her own gym. Yes, I said owning her own gym, and I don't know how often you hear that, that women are opening up their own gyms and that it's not just for women. So here in Washington State, there's a new gym in town that I want you to meet and listen to, Melissa Policy, owner of Functional Misfit. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you. Tell me, because this journey, um, just so people know, uh, I met Melissa while she was an instructor at the YMCA while I was trying to get back into shape. And I did that for at least, I think, a year. And with that, talking with Melissa, I always saw that she, you know, had more ambition than just being an instructor at the YMCA and that she was building her own gym was something I said, I have to talk to her about. And so you see in the background, there it is. Melissa, how did you go from personal trainer to owning your own gym? Well, um, I can say that I couldn't have done it without a lot of people supporting me and rooting me on because I didn't know the first thing about, about even beginning to build, you know, a dream like that. Um, We actually were in the process of moving to a different area. And my goal was to find a place that I could use, you know, at home. So I can be home with the kids, but still work, but have it separate. And we just happened to stumble across this property that had um, a three-car garage on the other side of the property. So it's roughly three acres and we're on the other side of the property. So we, it started as a garage and I was lucky and blessed enough to have my brother come into town one time. And I said, this is my dream. I I need to make this space to bring the people in that I'm training and make it our home. So essentially our home, of course, but, um, but yeah, so my brother's like, let's just do it. Let's just start. Let's just do it. So he's a contractor. He owns his own company, and um, he helped me on his every single day, every day of the week. Came over after his long day of work and would help me. And we'd work on this place until nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night, and and turned it into the gym. So yeah, I I remember getting that question when I was at the Y and in the weight room. Nothing against equipment, but someone had asked me. If you had a gym, what what would you have in it? And I was like, well, <laughs> none of this stuff. I would have this open space where we can use all the tools that I love using, like sandbags and kettlebells and TRX, and make it a functional space for functional movement. So everything that I use, I, I like to use it to, to help us strengthen for everyday life. 
You are the queen of kettlebells. Anybody who goes to your Instagram, which the links are in the description box, they will see she loves the kettlebells. And um, so you have sandbags. And so, I mean, you had a lot of help from your brother, but this was in a new home. You know, you're going to buy a new home uh, and it's a home. Describe your home because, I mean, you have your own everything. I mean, in the time of social distancing, you have, you know, three acres, uh, water lake to you know describe this home and was it the goal in finding a new home that you, it had to have a place where you could build your own gym absolutely um because when i and i love i mean the why was my my original home where i learned everything where i was inspired and and people encouraged me to grow they were like you you know i want i want more of this and and i wanted you know more of that too but when, when we were looking for a home, we were looking for a place to, to have the gym. Um, something, because for me, I, I'm kind of all over the place with, you know, how, I'm a stay-home mom. That's how I started. <laughs> stay-home mom. And I wanted to be able to still give my, my kids and my family that attention, but be able to fulfill my dream of having this place and still being able to train. So when we saw the property and it had this pond, which I... It's supposed to be a pond, but when people come, they say, oh, it's a lake. But it is an acre pond, and I, at the time, was teaching um, uh, paddleboard, stand-up paddleboard Pilates. And I was like, oh, my gosh, detached garage. So the garage that we made the gym is on the other side of the property, so it, it's away from the home. So it's still, you know, can, it's like my own space still. So we have the pond where we can do paddleboard Pilates the gym, you know, next to the pond. So you come here and it's really just a place where you can find any way to challenge yourself strength wise, you know, and, and just kind of get sweaty here at any time of the year. So I love it. I think um, a lot of my clients that I've had, I had before came, they drive from Ocotillo out here to Snohomish and they train with me out here and they love it. It's, it's become their new favorite place to be, which I love. So now, when you're when you're starting out, and you know, people would think, oh, the the competition, and and what did she have to do as far as regulations? Being that it's on your home property, and that you know, this is your registered business. What were some of the steps that you had to take, or some of the steps you did not have to take because it's on your property? Is there any, you know, loopholes for entrepreneurs who say, that was always my vision and dream, but I didn't know how to put it together. So teach them, please. Right. Well, it, it was a very new learning experience for me, um, especially, you know, with having the business here and going through, you know, getting approval by the city to have my business license and everything for this address because we're zoned, it's residential. So um, I have a few, you know, limitations on how many clients I can have per day. And so I keep, which worked out well for me because I do keep it as small group training and that's kind of my goal anyways because I can connect with people one-on-one -on -one and suit the workout to best fit their individual needs. So that worked out. It took a lot longer though than I had expected. I had to, it had to be under a certain amount of square feet and 
and since it's still not attached to the house, it's considered part of our home because it's on the property. So, and then of course, making sure that we had all of the, you know, waivers and insurance and everything because it is different in a liability to have people come onto your property and, and work out. So my first suggestion is, you know, make sure that you talk to the city about what is okay, even before you buy the property. That was my first, like, oops, I should have probably talked to them and made sure because I bought this house. I hope I get everything approved. Um, also have a lawyer look over everything and look over your documents and, and make sure that you do have the proper insurance and everything like that. Um, I'm still learning about more things beyond that. Um, I haven't had anybody do the paddle Pilates on my pond outside of my family because that's another kind of a leap and a bound I want to make sure I have happen the right way. Um, but yeah, it's, I say definitely first talk to the city, get your, get your, you know, everything squared away with what your goals are. Make sure that you, because they can come here anytime and say, let me see what's going on here to make sure it's legit, <laughs> you know? Got you. Got you. And how, how do you have the limitations that, you know, it's on your property, it's away from the home where, you know, I always think about maybe it's too much Netflix during this lockdown time where you see these creepy movies and people start, you know, showing up to your house and they never leave and you never invited them. Um, you know, is it far, far enough away where they can't even see your home are there rules saying, hey, if we're going to go out for a run or go on the lake, don't go over here. You might get shot. Um, those are crazy neighbors. And it just happens to be your house, but they don't have to know all that. Like, how do you set those limitations up as you grow? Well, being that I am, um, you know, the owner of the gym and the only instructor trainer at the gym, even if it wasn't on my home, I would take precautionary measures as far as getting to know who I'm training who I'm allowing into my space. Um, they can see the house from the gym, uh, but we do have, we have, it's crazy because we have cameras from the house to the gym. We're about 250 feet from the house across the property. I only know that because I had to get an ethernet cable when my husband started working from home with the COVID stuff <laughs> so I could have a good connection. But um, so my practice that I, I typically like to do, if I don't know somebody which I, been contacted through the internet, they found my site, wanted to come train, I'll meet with them in a public space like, you know, coffee shop or something, and just get to know them. Um, they, of course, fill out all their waivers and I have their information, and just to, you know, protect them and protect me. And then, you know, once, if I have that good vibe, which I have been lucky to have each time we've had meetings to meet the first time, and then I bring them into my space. But we have cameras that, you know, of people coming in and for everyone's safety in the gym from the house. So when people pull in, I have a little ding, a bell that dings and lets me know that they get here okay and everything. But yeah, I've been pretty lucky with all the clients so far that I've gotten. Um, as far as opening up to classes, I've I kind of had had private invitations of people that I've trained before, which I kind of feel really blessed to have built such um, a connection with so many people teaching for 10 years, um, not just at the Y, but a variety of, of different um, gyms. So 
I feel like having that opportunity to connect with people outside and get to know them has has brought them here. So I've kind of already had a little bit of a following to do that. If it's new, though, I always suggest to meet in a public space, you know, okay. get information so that you can protect yourself and everything, of course. So. Okay. So sometimes I get these alerts and they, they, I, sh I need an al alarm for, you know, hater alert, hater alert, but there'll be someone who's watching this and say, wow, she brought three acres of land. Now, I always wanted to do that, but I'm not married to a multimillionaire or <laughs> I didn't inherit any money. So can you talk about, because I know, you know, that your husband has a job and, and that, you know, you guys work hard and, and saved, but talk about, you know, how you put it together because, you know, as far as we know, um, you didn't have, you know, Bill Gates give you any money to, to buy this home and that, you know, you guys are, you know, whatever it means, regular people who have an extraordinary property. So how did you go about doing that without having, you know, the millions and millions by, Daddy Gates or Daddy Warbucks or someone like that. I can say it's definitely been um, a, a challenge to find the best way to do it in the most affordable way, but still have the equipment that I've needed. I have, I have acquired equipment over the years here and there when I see something on sale. It's just like how when my husband and I started, we actually um, met in high school. We were parents before we were, you know, even we were still teenage parents, but, um, so just starting college and having a baby, we kind of formed this, all right, I'm going to just start, I have a little, I have a dream, but I'm going to start the seed. I planted the seed when we wanted our own house. We bought it before we could even, I mean, we were 20 years old when we bought our first house, but I started with, you know, buying a few dishes here and there, buying this or that, you know, kind of building small and growing that way. We, have, and I used to actually work in the engineering field years ago, um, but over the time with us working together, you know, we bought a house, we loved that house, but we needed something a little bit more, or we actually downsized at one point to allow us to build more savings. So we did that, but we've been really lucky over the years. This is our fifth house, and I'd like to say it's our last <laughs> because I love it. But um, I think when you have a goal, Think about all the little things in between and don't let yourself get overwhelmed. You know, when you're buying a home and you know, okay, this may not be my dream home, but make it, make it your own, you know, put your love into it. That's going to add the value for your next home. So each house that we did that with, we were lucky to build and make a little bit more and a little bit more. So I can say that we didn't come into this property like with money falling out of the sky at us, but we had a lot of blood, sweat, and tears this past 20, 22 years we've been together. And, and we put a lot of that into this as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think just planning and, and, and kind of baby steps. Be patient with the baby steps. You know, I don't like to take a lot of loans out. Um, so I feel like if you can just have that big goal but kind of make that list of little things that you can – acquire and achieve and buy along the way that would help you avoid going in the hole per se. All right. Well, that, that clears up any of that. And I'm sure, you know, 
somebody will say, well, in Washington state, you can do that. But Melissa and her husband, they're from the um, very known and very wealthy area of uh, fluorescent Missouri. And I'm being sarcastic folks when I say that because you've probably never heard of that part of Missouri. So you don't have to be, you know, people think Washington state, of course, you guys have Amazon and Microsoft. There's plenty of money out there, but um, you know, they've, they've been able to make, you know, do being transplants, which is why people come to Washington. Uh, you know, there's opportunities that aren't always in. I've lived in Ottawa, Kansas, and I'm like, wait, there are no opportunities here besides the college or down the street, and, and sometimes they can be limiting. With, with doing this with, you know, um, children and building this dream, and, and now we're on, you know, lockdown, have you found that you've been able to you know, involve the children more and maybe have them work out with you more or help you build some things? Or how have you been able to balance that? Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because we have about four different projects going on right now. And only because my husband's been home working from home, so he gets off earlier and can help. Um, but yeah, my daughter's come over here. And it's really nice because she can come over and get her workout in still while I'm teaching because I have a whole other half of this side of the gym that she can work out and do her thing while I'm teaching. And I, I actually like that because she can see me working. She can see, you know, her parents, how hard we work to, to be where we are. And I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise in that part of it that our kids can see. And I mean, there's a lot of people that are out of work right now. And I see great things about them connecting at home and playing games and doing things we're actually um, doing a lot of landscaping and we're building, well, kind of fixing up a duck house. It was a chicken coop and I'm making it a duck house because we're gonna get some ducks in May, I think, for, for eggs. So, um, but yeah, so a few little projects we're, we're doing on the property and trying to get them you know, involved with that is really, really fun, but yeah. Luckily, she has a little bit of school to keep her busy so we can still get some of our work done, too. So. <laughs> no, that, that, that's awesome. Um, what's easier, the, the older children or the younger children in these times to, you know, manage their time? You know, that's a really good question because we do have, our son is now almost 23. And um, I can say that older kids can be a little bit harder because you don't have, I mean, he he lives with us now and he had lived away for a little while, but he's back home with us right now. And at first, I don't think that he, I mean, cause he still works, he's working for Amazon, he delivers. So I think having that sense of his schedule didn't change and explaining the seriousness of when you're off, you've got to stay home because he's an adult. You know, or even the teenage kids. I have a few friends with teenage kids that can drive, and they're like, yeah, no, you can't just leave right now because we all are supposed to be staying home for the health of all of us and others. So I, I feel like the older kids, in, in my own point of view, is a little bit more challenging and making it clear of how serious all of this is because they do, the older kids do sometimes have a more of a free range to leave. So he understands it now. But, um, but I think the younger kids have our own challenge as well, you know, with that, so. 
Okay. Wouldn't it suck? Oh, I'm glad to be older. It'd be suck. You just get like the keys to your car. You're used to going out when you want. You have that freedom. And then this happens and you're like, oh, only if this happened when I was like nine or something, Um, (laughs) you know, but yeah, yeah, that that would suck. Sorry for you, you out there. Um, Hopefully things clear up safely talking about the the rona looking at you know social media it looked like you guys were in italy right before things got like terrible out there and things got locked down um i mean you could have been almost locked down in italy (laughs) but you know how was italy when you were there and your family well we actually we so it's funny um we actually went to italy last year in the okay so I posted those pictures, and this is the best part, is my mom's like, so you choose to finally share your pictures right now? I said, okay, but the coronavirus has forced us to stay home. So now I can finally go through those pictures from, you know, almost a year ago. So I did actually raise a couple concerns with friends and family. They were like, oh my gosh, you're in Italy right now? Are you okay? <laughs> but I can say when we were in Italy, I was actually pleasantly surprised about where we were in Florence and the amount of tourists that are there, the amount of people, that is one of the cleanest cities that I've ever been to. I mean, they uh, street sweep the streets every night. I, you don't see trash on the ground at all. And what you see in, in Seattle, um, you didn't see a bunch of homeless people just, you know, flocking and... No. No, that's... What I think is part of that, though, is, and I don't know, it's just my kind of point of view. Um, in Italy, you know, my daughter was sick, actually, when we went over there, um, back, it was June last year. And we had the hardest time just finding, we couldn't find Benadryl, we couldn't find Sudafed. You can't just go to a pharmacy and get that over the counter. You have to see a doctor. And I think a lot of the medications that are readily available to people in the U.S., and not having that for people you know, just everybody over there. I kind of have a feeling that plays a little bit of role in that. I mean, we only thing we could get was a natural syrup that pretty much made her gag, so she didn't want to take that. So, yeah. Wow, that that's surprising because uh, the one thing I always tell people about getting out of the country, I say in a lot of places you can go get your own drugs and you know, I know guys who they go to Brazil and all they do is talk about how much Viagra they got or, but even in Malta, we, we needed something and it was just so much easier to get. Um, I mean, and keep in mind, I say easy cause I'm never like, I, I'm, I'm living with medicine. So I'm like, well, if we do need a doctor you know, just write a script. So sometimes I'm like, nah, just get that. Um, even though she won't get me anything. If I need Tylenol, she's like, I'm not your doctor. But that's 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 interesting that you could not get it without seeing a doctor. You got to have an on-call doctor then. Concierge medicine is what, what it's called. So they can send you over a script to your email um, because that's, yeah, that can be scary. I've, I've had sick kids while being abroad. Um, so no, with that, Talk about the, um, you know, the, the, the paddle boating and, and you say it's a pond. I'm going to call it lake just because it just looks, you know, from the pictures, like it doesn't end and whatnot. It's a, it's a big pond. Um, 
how, how many courses and, and what type of, you know, activities do you do? Is it just handstands on, on the thing for those who, you know, can't do handstands? What else can you do? So the, pond? The, the headstands are funny because it's kind of like my, my challenge for myself um, mentally because I always, which is why I was drawn to the paddleboard. Um, originally, I took a paddleboard yoga class and me to settle down in a yoga class at that time in my life, I, I could never focus. My mind was all over the place, uh, you know. So when I got on the paddleboard for this yoga class, all I could think of was like, uh, don't fall off. <laughs> but I was focused so much on each position. Like I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finally like feeling this yoga thing. Like I'm, I'm in this 100% right now. So that having that challenge to really focus on being grounded and, and feeling your board and feeling what your body's doing was a really cool kind of um, moment for me because I was like, I, I think I, I need to do something with this. And the owner of the paddleboard company approached me to, to start teaching some Pilates classes on the board. And she showed me, you know, all the do's and don'ts and safety things. And we went over that in the little safety course and everything. But, uh, and I, I'd like to do that again with that company in the future when I'm a little less busy. But uh, but as far as the paddleboard part, just even holding a, you know, tabletop position, which is on your hands and knees, just like roll shoulders back, that itself, you can make so intense by small movements. And that's what I love about it. You don't really have to do a lot to feel that, that work. And... Anybody can do it. A lot of people say, you know, I'm, I'm not in shape or I want to get in better shape before I do it or I don't have any balance. And that is like the thing for all of us to do because it can challenge us in so many ways. The person that's been working out for 30 years, the person that's never worked out can get something from being on that board and finding that connection. So, yeah, that's what I love about it. I, I, that's what I love about teaching a lot of different formats that I teach, that anybody can get in there and do it. You know, I don't know if you remember we had, when uh, I taught TRX and you were in my class, I don't know if you remember a, a person coming in, in a wheelchair. And no. That was, so he, he couldn't walk, but he could pull himself out of his wheelchair and bear weight on his legs. He did the whole class, like, had you know we offer different options of different ways to do things but that was so inspiring to me that he didn't let anything stop him he went out there and he did what he had a goal to do and he he got a good workout in so that's pretty awesome wow and if he can do it i'm sure 99.9 percent .9 of people listening have no excuse because you have your two legs no matter how functional they are you're not in a wheelchair that's that's amazing and inspiring how is the virtual classes um going i know you had sent me a link and i am so lazy right now because we're so we have so much work during these times like it, it's kind of non-stop and we're opening up another business in another state and so it's like oh i, I i'm just i'm i haven't done anything healthy <laughs> I, I you know besides the apple that i might i might eat once a day i haven't done anything healthy physically but how have the virtual workouts have you found that people 
are more, you know, in, inclined to do virtual workouts opposed to before the lockdown? I actually am noticing a lot more people making that time for themselves. Um, building that routine is the biggest part of it. And that's why originally I was like, I just need to try to get used to teaching on the camera first because that's a challenge. But, um, but it's really cool to see people setting that time aside for themselves and building that routine on their own. There's people that have been regulars that are coming to the class, but then I'm getting people that are new that haven't worked out very much. And they're, they're like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty cool. I think what, I mean, my kind of goal is now that I've, I've connected with a lot of people from our old classes and some new people too, I'm kind of wanting to carry on the online class training after we are allowed to, you know, I think having that opportunity, you know, to do it at home is so awesome. And I'm seeing, you know, kids come in the picture and do it with their parents. You know, that's pretty cool too. They see their parents working out together and that's, I think that's super important, you know. Yeah, no, that, that, that is, um, I, I know our, uh, my two girls, they were in jujitsu and the jujitsu place went online, but honestly, I, I couldn't, I can't justify paying, you know, $300 a month for them to do it online. I'm like, I actually need you to be there. And so let's pause this. But I think that if something's not, you know, $300 where you physically have to be able to wrestle with someone your own size, that's a, that's a great, a great thing. Um, you know, the online workouts. So and and we're seeing YouTube numbers just go up and up since people are home and, you know, they're watching more and more YouTube. So definitely love that. I want to ask you a question. I ask all of our guests this, and I want to know what is with all the success that you're having and the things that you're building. I'm so happy to see that. What is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Like, the community I live, what is, what is my? Yes. Yeah. Something where, you know, that you are, are just giving to the community, whether it be online, whether it be, you know, whatever I'm thinking, you know, it could be anything and it could be something that you want to do. It could be a program you want to put together, but just to have people think of, okay, once I get to a certain level, what are some ideas that I can maybe even give back even now? You know, they don't have to have their own gym, but they might. Yeah. I have, I have actually two things. Um, talking in the now, the very right now, um, the first, this first month and a half that we've been, or about yeah, a little over a month that we've been doing online classes, I've been offering these for free. Um, one, because a lot of people were out of work and are still out of work and the unemployment thing was still getting worked out at that time so i offered the classes for free um i am for the rest of the month which is this week um and then i'll be i'm going to start charging small i still want people to be able to do this for themselves my first initial reason why i did that though wasn't just that we were all out of work i wanted to offer this to anybody that needed this mentally because this is a lot to swallow for us. It's scary for everybody. 
And exercise is one of the most important things for our health, not just physically, but mentally. Having that outlet and being able to, you know, work those endorphins and, and get things settled in your brain is really important. And I think that after each workout, I myself even felt like, okay, you know, I feel a little bit better than I did this morning because we wake up with worries and we wake up with all these fears about what is to come because nobody knows. So I think that is um, first in the now for um, what I feel like giving back. Um, I'm not going to turn anyone away from doing classes. If somebody, you know, can't afford it, I can work, I'm happy to work something out because I want people to have that accessibility to get into a class and sweat or just move, you know. Um, as far as in the future, I've talked about this with uh, quite a few people, and the kid, the I guess it's a nationwide thing that the kids do in school, the fitness tests. I want to see that change. I want to be able to have the opportunity to take out the competitiveness with other kids in that aspect, a lot of the fit, well, all of the fitness test is hitting goals. And the goals that they're shooting for are like 100 reps or doing a mile run in this, you know, this short amount of time. But what we're not teaching the kids is what is our own individual strength? How can I feel the strongest in my own way and be proud of that rather than worrying about what Susie's doing next to me? Because that's not how we want to live our life. We want to be the best version of ourselves. And, and also with form. So why are we shooting for 100 reps? Let's shoot for being having the strongest plank or the strongest push-up. And do 10 strong push-ups rather than break your body down trying to do 100. You know, I feel like taking the competitiveness out of it with other people, putting it into yourself, and setting those, those good habits of healthy form healthy habits is probably more important than, you know, the other. So I, I feel like if I had the opportunity to connect with the school district and maybe start to build some kind of program to help these kids feel that, that empowerment, like I just did that plank for, you know, the strongest 10 seconds and feel proud of that, I think that's important. It's a nation test, though, so how do I go about that? That's kind of my hurdle. I know they have to follow those rules. So. Yeah, I mean, it's connecting with the uh, the federal government, but you're also showing a pilot. So if you're able to do it in, you know, one school or even one county and say, this is what we have, and you have the video, you have the documentation, you have the testimonials, and then you can go to the federal level. Because, I mean, even, I mean, past presidents have said, you know, school needs to change. They're still doing the same thing, and it's a new age. One thing that this lockdown is showing, and many people have written books on this, because they've done it in third world countries. You can give kids computers, tablets, and they learn just as much. But I'm, I think locally, this is the time to reach out to people like that because a lot of you know, the principals or the school district, they have time to hear new ideas. They just need something laid out. Because when you look at the majority of us, we don't look like functional misfit. We don't look like Melissa Policy, you know, doing handstands. So I know, well, 
I won't say that. I could go deeper into that. But just most people aren't fit. So, you know, and especially now that they're eating. So you, you might be wanting to reach out to the schools and the people that you know personally to start that pilot. Because really, I could see, I think that's an RFP uh, request for a proposal type deal with the federal government. And those, there's new policies and new requests that they have all the time, but you have to usually prove yourself to change anything in the federal system. Right. So that would be, you know, we don't just like to get the game. We like to give it and dealing with government work. That's where I would go with that because to change the government, you almost have to <laughs> get all of, you know, the Congress and Senate, um, city council and all these people. So if you can say, look, we've done it here, let's do it everywhere. And it shouldn't be that difficult, but that's just the society that we, you know, the good and the bad mm-hmm. with it. So I think that's a great goal to have and, you know, to bother people and say, this is why um, the other stuff is not effective, especially now that they're talking about states' rights and, you know, the federal government can't tell you to do this, can't tell you to do that. They'll support you in this way, that way. So I think that's a great, you know, um, goal to to have because we need change I, i'm thinking do we even need to go to school i you know right, with right. the the do we need to go back um we, so we we shall see and i don't want to give the people a game overload but you guys have gotten some game how you can start is following what Melissa said and just, you know, starting now, but go back, rewind, hope you take notes. Melissa, is there anything else that you want to leave us with? Um, don't let your own mind hold you back. Don't be afraid to try something new. Get out there and just try it. You won't know if you don't, you know, you don't try. But um, the one thing I do here all the time is I got to get in shape before I do your class. You don't have to, you be who you are today to do my class or to try another class. If you feel like there's not another way to do something for movement for yourself, there is. There's a ton of ways to do things. Just find your own movement, find your own strength. Awesome. And with that, you guys, like, share, subscribe. Give this to somebody who needs to be inspired, somebody who maybe they're retired and they need to do something to keep themselves alive. This is good game. Peace, bless Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.